You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Deraisa. I'm Avram Kivalich, and I have the Schus Godel to be staring at the countenance and the, the Chochmah, Hashem Toyerponov, of Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofer. And Rabbi Yosef stares back at me, and I'm here at uh, the offices of Abels and Hyman, which as we said, are the producers of some of the best deli meats you can get on this planet. So those of you that are predisposed to go find stuff, you can get anything you want in the best possible. It's Betachos HaKashros and Betachos HaTam. And I thank them again for allowing me this time to be mischamim keneged the Madura daily himself, Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechofer. Rabbi Yosef, it's almost, hey, you see how wonderfully this big segue I go from this Hanufa straight into um, our iron uh, uh, kettle of fire. Um, hey, you are tonight. But uh, Yom Hatzmut has already been ce- celebrated, and Yom Hazikar, everything was, everything was a nitche. Uh, I will tell you, Elazar Beyertites, echoing his great father, uh, Rapinchas, actually said Tachnun yesterday. And he gave a sheer why he said Tachnun. And he said part of it is because, first of all, you should always say Tachnun. And even though Elizabeth is a modern Torah community and they believe greatly in, in Medina Sisro and there was blue and white everywhere, uh, however, Nisht Lugabi Tachnun. And especially in the weird situation of a, of a of, it's not even hey year, hey year is tonight, in such a situation, Kuli Al I found it interesting. My son called me to ask me what, he, what I thought about it. And I found it interesting, not so much what Ruff Tights was doing, which was bucking the system a little bit and taking out a, a middle ground, but even the fact that these issues are still with us and they still really carry weight. And any, does anyone really care? Again, about this, this and, and I, the reason, I, I, the answer is a resounding yes. I gave a shear yesterday, which I think I invited you to, and I received blowback for saying that the Chuvas and Postcom shear is uh, not only is it Sphira, not only is it other things, but it's also we are proud of, 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 of the modern state of Israel. Whoa. I was uh, taken to the woodshed uh, for for trampling on what was considered the das of Kedeli Yisrael to say that we should that we should show pride in the Medina. Uh, so it sounds like this issue is still. I think, ha- being, I think you're being too woke. <laughs> you know, I told you beforehand that uh, you have uh, you have melded into the into the woke Borg <laughs> to use the Star Trek uh, bushel. The, the Star Trek, the next generation, not the old Star Trek. Dennis Bakath, I only know the old Star Trek. Well, the old Star Trek is actually non-woke. The old Star Trek is actually <laughs> beyond race. Nobody, no one, it's, it's not like uh, that Ahura was black or that um, Chekhov was Russian or that uh, Sulu was Asian or Pacific Rim. It's Nishkaganen. Nobody met, there was no sense there of, oh, oh, of, 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 it was Bechalal, not even a point. Nobody was wrapped in their identities there, but wow. But, there's no discrimination against Vulcans, I think. The question is, who are the Vulcans? Who, who are the Vulcans? Are the Vulcans 
right? Are the Vulcans some sort of uh, remez to some other? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I know you aspire to a Spock-like, Vulcan-like um, uh, power of your logic, but um, the, the, there is a, by the way, for those listeners who are Trekkies, who would admit to it, I, I know for Dover Posh, that many people have echoed this, that in the later, I don't know, again, I, I, I haven't, I only saw sporadic episodes, but they're in, I think in Deep Space Nine or one of those episodes, they have something called the Ferengis. And the Ferengis are the merchants who, who, who are traveling the, the whole galaxies making money. And uh, the Ferengis are so obviously Jews. It's incredible. The Ferengis are so Yiddish. It's, it's incredible. So Star Trek, although it does talk about post-racial, there is still a little bit of an element of what, like all science fiction. But no, I am not, uh, if anybody is the woke person, we know who that is. And I think our listeners know as well. But again, what do you think, Rabbi Yosef, about Yom Atzimut? Is, is this you something, know, what do you think? I think that uh, um, the, yeshi- uh, 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 the yeshivas have uh, um, the, 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 let's say, Haredi yeshivas, have not been able to deal with it and still not able to deal with it in, for some reason, which um, is, uh, does not reflect well on them. Uh, what, what, what is the relationship which HaKadosh Baruch Hu and which we, uh, Am Yisrael, have with the state of Israel? And uh, since there's this vacuum in which nobody has come and given Hadracha uh, in, in many years, I think since the 50s, I think Ruben Kozovsky wrote back then, Rebellion Mayor uh, uh, Bloch wrote back then, but since then nobody's really given Hadracha, and therefore the whole thing, uh, the whole thing has become something which is left unaddressed. And if it's left unaddressed, it leaves a vacuum into which Satmar Shitas can pour in, because uh, in the, the people look for uh, things if they're not told things, and therefore they come to wrong conclusions. So. Um, the uh, it's a problem which yeshivas have had since day since time immemorial about dealing with Yom Atzmut because they don't want to deal with it because it's time, super- of course, time begins in uh, 1948. What? <laughs> time begins in 1950. Actually, it begins earlier. It begins with 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 the with the Zionist movement. Okay, with and with and I think there were even days. I read an article by Shmuel Katz um, in Meshoa uh, Yitzchok, which was. A, a, a gigantic um, fetchrift uh, in honor of the 50th yard site of Rav Herzog. And they, were, they, they already were dealing with various days even before Yom Atzimut. There was already this sense of creating you know, some, some sort of days. So it, it wasn't just uh, a byproduct of the great declaration of independence and the war that followed. Um, so yes, you're right. It is older than 1948, but mm, not exactly time. Yeah, Herzog, it's this lack of capacity to deal objectively, which leads to Rav Herzog in the Chubas Mincha Shlema not getting his atzal, which I'm sure would turn Rav Shlema Zalman upside down had he not known about it. Yeah, that's definitely something to be uh, to be very upset about. Right. Um, and uh, the truth was, I think one of the most beautiful statements. Uh, uh, you know, the, in that Fetch shrift, there is an 80-page article, there is that 60-page uh, uh, article by Shmuel Katz, but it's all really encapsulated in um, in some shuls around the world, and I know in Eretz Yisrael, where they have the Seder Yom Atzmut, and it has a haskama from Rav Herzog and Rav Charlap, Rav Yaakov Moshe Charlap, who 
as you know, those were the two candidates for the chief rabbinate after Rav Kook's Ptira. Right. And, um, and we've talked in, in this program about the chief rabbinates and the candidates that they had. Anyway, Rav Herzog says the following. He sort of says a cookie in Vart. He says that, th- that it's already erupted, the, the power of, of celebration. The friars, although he doesn't call them that, have already started their uh, cookouts. They've already started their celebrations. Therefore, we, if we show an achdus with them, we can form what the tzura of Yom Atzmut was. I don't believe in Rav Herzog's heart. He felt like Rav Shol Yisraeli and Rav Aaron Salvechik and others that Hey Eeyore had any special significance as a day. Uh, I, 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 if I, I think, again, people can correct me and I'm ready to be corrected, but I think he was more saying, look, you've already accepted this. Let's show that we are partners with you. We're going to craft a tzura for the day. We're going to have a limud for the day. We're going to have We're going to have all these things. And at least this way, Yom Atzmut isn't just, let's go out to the park and play soccer. And, and, and in that sense, that's what I've heard success. I think it's a very beautiful thing if it can be accomplished. I, I hope you agree. I don't know. You tell me. No, I agree. That's um, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's, a, uh, uh, it's not just Imanochi Bitsara, it should be Imanochi Basimcha. Yeah, a mask. And, and Imanochi Bitsara, of course, is Yom Asikaron, which, as I have on this platform spoken with a number of Rabbonim and psychologists and other people of, of, of great reputation, it's, it, it, it's a festering wound. Yom Azikaron, um, uh, that, that, that there's complete bittel towards Yom Azikaron in the eyes of the B'nai Teir, whatever the Hatzdoka is. And there are perhaps some good rationalizations for right. it. What are they? I said, perhaps, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I could hear it. You know, I've, you know, like I said, I'm I dealing... That by Miller, as opposed to, uh, you know, he said it's a bunch of baloney that they all died Kiddush Hashem. There's no way they're getting into Olam Haba. Yes, and I'm sure, again, the Satmarov would say they were uh, tools of the Sitrachra, they were tools of, the, of, 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 of this power and, and Farkert. You know, Afo became the Tsar of everybody around them, the Tsar of the families uh, is definitely something which can't be ignored. And we've talked about this. So I guess, you know, the question is, you know, is, is Yom Atzmut, does it mean, do you think it means as much? I, I know it, you say no one has addressed it. Um, do you feel that Yom Atzmut is people are as militant on the uh, Zionist side that how much it means as, as they used to? I mean, it is a long time since it happened. Yeah, I think I think it's good. Yeah, I think many more people now say hallow with a bracha. I think that uh, the religious Zionists uh, have made it more more of a more of a as time has gone by in terms of the ritual. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, I know that Ratzi uh, Pesach Frank said, if it had not been a Medina that's Shaloy Alpi Teira, he would say with a bracha. But he said to say with a bracha when the Medina is not Alpi Din, Alpi Dos, you can't say a bracha for it. And again, Ratzi Pesach Frank was far from being a Naturikartenik or a, a, uh, an extremist. And in fact, uh, his type of Psokim and, and Shikavadas is probably what we need more of. So they, they they probably could have made Sholem, right? They probably could have made Sholem in this situation of, okay, we'll make Azab Shora. I'll go without a bro. Um, I know that the, um, you know, how about by you? The Zach Sitter, the Hollow without it. It's Hollow, it says, say Hollow with a Brocha. 
You're talking about the Corins that are now printed by the OU. Yeah. So the yeah, so the OU policy. Tell me, Rabbi Yosef, did you? Um, uh, is, I don't. I don't believe in celebrating on Gimel on the Gimel ER. I agree with Rabbi Tights, but uh, as a so as, as a uh, and I don't don't I usually do like the part of it on Yom Atzmut. So uh, that's what I did this year. Uh-huh. And is that the Panovicharov's joke, you mean? That he doesn't say Tachanum? Right, that he's like Ben-Gurion? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so thanks I, for... I, I, Rabbi but, Schlesinger once told us that he was in Panovich in the Omat Smoot, and in Panovich, nobody said Tachanum except for one person. I think I told you this. Yes. Well, we know that Kahanim had the Degel out the first two years. No, but right? they, didn't say, they didn't say Tachanum. They didn't say Tafkin. Except Rav Shach. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he, right, and which is sort of what Rav Taitz was uh, trying to make a point, and he felt you should say Tafkin. Again, to me, um, can anybody... Uh, Rav Yosha Baird said this. Said, I, don't, I don't remember what Rav Aaron's uh, on that was. Rav Aaron was, ta- Rav Aaron was hollow with a bro. Rav wow. Aaron held... Yeah, no. no, you were in brisk. I'm yeah, were... trying they said Tachlun because the love sheet that was to say Tachlun. If you want to say how left the davening is still, you could say how left davening is still. I heard from Rav Aaron Mufurish when I spoke with him, and I know you weren't in the Koyu and you had a supposed to be by Rav Aaron often as well. Rav Aaron Salvechik, that's all. That he felt clear that uh, this was the ness of Hatzola of the Shoah. That he didn't want to get into it with me about the exact date of hey or or it should be back in the Cheshven when the UN gave the Heter, whatever it is. But he felt that it's poshit, that it's the nace of the Hatzola of... Yeah, the, but it's a separate problem to say hollow on a specific day. Yes, yes. And that was, again, sort of he, uh, he obfuscated as far as that goes. But he was clear to him that that it was it was nasa by ness and the ness was what what he felt was incredible considering the 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 unleashing of the death machine and now you have a mokka miklot that he felt that was which really played into very much the the idea that a lot of the it's it's such an obvious point i don't understand how um people deny that i mean people uh, can, how people cannot see that there's a Yad Hashem here involved. It's bewildering. I mean, in other uh, words, the Smithers are part of it. But the, uh, there has to be a Hakar that there's a Yad Hashem and that we have the Hakar of Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Smithers are Look, all you need to do is look at even some of the um, uh, the footage um, of the uh, Nebuch, the, uh, the, the Nitzolim from the camps wrapping themselves in the uh, the Degel, and if, if again, I, I think uh, it was a film that was, I think Spielberg uh, financed it, The Long Way Home, uh, which talks about the path from the Shoah, uh, from the Holocaust to Eretz Yisrael, and the, and what that meant. And there's no question about it that um, you know that the the, the, the emotion is real, um, and and the regish should be real. And if someone is not misragish from that, doesn't see that, I think. And, and, and tries to pepper the regish or cover it up with the fact that, um, you know, sinna towards the friar and bringing out all sorts of statistics, which I have to tell you, one person 
sent me a number of terrible statistics about the Medina, uh, about it's the number one um, uh, destination for gay magazines, supposedly. Um, and, and he also mentioned the fact of the, 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 the so many unborn uh, babies that have been slaughtered in Eretz Yisrael. Is his fault? Excuse me, what? Tom, it's his fault? Did you tell him it's his fault? Um, you know, Rabbi Yosef, as people watch, who listen to this program know, um, sometimes I don't continue an argument when I don't think there's much to be gained by it. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. I would have said to him. I would have said, it's your fault. Why? You thought, you, did you try, uh, try and be Makara Shem Shemayi to the Chilonim? Did you try and go to Kirbin Shitz of Tel Aviv? Did you show that, that like Rabbi Yaakov, that says about Yaakov Kamenetsky, name of Naftali Amstam, that uh, everywhere he goes, he aspires to show how uh, amazing it is to be a Torah Jew, I'm paraphrasing. No, he sat, probably sat there compl- complaining and being a bitter, s- s- sarcastic, cynical fellow. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Rabbi Yaakov because Rabbi Yaakov was the man who was quoted uh, towards me for have for for having the gall to celebrate to have a shear in celebration of Yom Atzmaut. So, as I said, I received this as Rabbi Yaakov's words. Now, the reason why Rabbi Yaakov became relevant is because in the shear that I gave, I mentioned a psak of Rabbi Yaakov, which is really not the point. You can listen to it on this platform. But this is what was written to me that I had sort of the chutzpah to quote Rabbi Yaakov. Throughout all this was Rabbi Yaakov said this. When he was Rosh Hashiva in 1948, and no, I guess 1947, it says it would have been 40, right. That's a mistake. Upon the UN's declaration, which would have been 47, throughout all the generations, the eyes of Klal Yisrael lifted only to Rabbanim v'Talmidayim to hear the word of God, Hashem, and to act in accordance with it, whether in matters of the nation or the individual. But behold, as a result of this event, the eyes of Klal Yisrael will now be lifted to political leaders and officials, high and low. And they will conquer the heart and soul of the people, both in Eretz Yisrael and outside of it. A new hierarchy of values will be created, and the influence of Rabbonon v'Talmideon will descend to the lowest level. Therefore, I warn and declare to the Bnei Torah, first and foremost, and to the rest of the nation after them, that no change whatsoever has occurred in the spiritual situation of Klal Yisrael, and it is prohibited to value, admire, and honor those men in all of their deeds. The statement of Chazal that it's prohibited to speak in praise of the wicked, meaning that even to speak is prohibited, and all the more so to value, to admire, and to honor them, is in full force. And you must be forever vigilant with wide open eyes to prevent any divergence in this matter. Anyone who is forced by circumstances to come in contact with them must do so as if forced by a demon, if one becomes weak in this matter and begins to stumble in it, the second stage awaits, that of today he says do this, tomorrow that, and then he tells you to go worship idols. That is a quote that was... Um, well, we don't know if it's a quote because there's no attribution here. Yeah, so the person who wrote me this spent a long time, I assume, finding something from Emes Lyakov somewhere, and translating it and, and, and telling to me that Rabbi Yaakov was clearly a, a, a very firm misnagid. What's your reaction to this? I, 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 first of all, not macabre, it's true. Secondly, even if it was macabre that it's true, the, um, 
it's unfortunate that uh, it was said on such a simplistic level. And I don't know whose audience was, but it's like talking to, to what you would say to, to people in, in elementary school, not what you should say to a sophisticated Shiva Bakram who can understand nuances. So I don't know, again, who was the audience and why he was saying it this way, but it's very, very um, like hit over the head with a shovel as opposed to uh, analyze issues what was we are talking to Shiva. No, I'll go so far, just in the course of the conversation, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, which I usually don't do, of course. But just for today. Well, you know, there, I want to tell you whenever you do go out on a limb, unfortunately, you're not physically here because I would, you know, I have a trip, would have, like, like in the movie, the book and the movie, a separate piece, I would be ready to, you know, push you down, push you over that. Cut, limb. cut the cut, chop the limb off behind me, right? So I, the, I don't think that's what he did. Did he chop the limb I off? Didn't, I, I didn't see the movie. But you know, a separate piece. You know no. about. You don't know about John Knowles, a separate piece. Anyway, the two best friends, and one of them somehow finds himself pushing his, his best friend over on the limb. But anyway, I'm pushing you over. Go out on the limb. I'm ready to, I'm ready to push. So, I think that this, the fact that people have not been able, willing to deal with the emotional, the natural emotional tendency of a person to be besimcha, that Akash Baruch Hu gave us a, a, a state and a place where the Jews can flourish and a place where uh, Torah can grow in a place where Am Yisrael has a haven, probably it has uh, probably damaged irreparably the whole concept of Musr. Because the concept of Musr means that you use emo you, you are open to emotion. And that emotion is something which is a tool in your Abedus Hashem. But in order to, in order to, uh, in, in a thinking way, as opposed to Hasidus, where emotion is not necessarily linked with, with thought. But in, in, um, in the Litvish Musr, emotion is something which is a powerful tool which has supposed to be used by the Hashem. And that's why there's this controversial line at the end of Rabbi Avram Elia Kaplan's essay on Herzl. Uh, I want to get it. Pause a second. Yes, Rabbi Avram Elia. Ramaya writes that the in the last line of his, his article on Herzl, which is an extremely nuanced article, and it's not like Rav Cook went over the top, but it's also not like other people, uh, like Rav Sayyid Rav Khanam. The end he writes, and when I wrote this, when I wrote, when I wrote on about Rav Ramelia in the various places I wrote him up, I left out this line because nowadays it wouldn't be undertaken uh, by either side the way it's supposed to be. Can you translate, please? The, the more my amuna and God grew, the more grew my affinity to Zionism. Mm. Rabbi Vramelia. Because he, yeah, which is, so, which is similar to Rav Cook's ideas. Yes, but again, he doesn't have the, the, the Mashiach videos. He, he says Herzl's great Mila is that he was able, the first person to come on the stage and say, I'm a Jew without any other, you know, American Jew. I understand. I understand. Anyway, so that, the, we, the, the Abal Musser, who thinks about things, in a, and again, he said this in the 1920s, Obviously, things happened afterwards, which might have modified what he said and changed him a bit. Just like Ritzel Boyer came from the other side, from very strong anti-Zionism. And when he got through the line and saw the Ada, he modified his position. So the, um, 
So, but the point is that these are these are issues where emotion should be in play, and emotion should have certain bring us to certain understandings, and that emotion should be set, and that emotion should be put under the lens of Musa. But because the yeshivas developed this idea of apathy, it, and they didn't want emotion to be expended on anything except Mahafti Torah that's it. So therefore, the entire notion of dealing with emotion became uh, uh, extinct. The sort of, um, you know, it's a, uh, a throwback to last week when you talked about, you know, the Orchus Tzadikim mentality uh, needs to be expanded even into uh, the trenches of political debate in Georgia and stuff like that. Meaning a Balei Musser, seeing the Zionists or the, the Hevra in Eretz Yisrael with such Ava and such Mesiras Nefesh for an ideal. And what was being uh, developed was not Sitra Achra. What was being developed was a true feeling towards something. The Balmuser needs to, uh, to accept that and, 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 and register that. And in yeah. that way, we have Rav Herzog's idea of somehow creating a Yoyim that everybody can somehow be a part of. And in this way, <laughs> you plug the batteries in and you have a good feeling that could last throughout the year. You can have a good feeling if, if there would be a, an involvement in some kosher uh, So basically, yeah, it, 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 could, it could lend itself to a, a, a much greater sheet of pu'ula. And I think that's, that, that, that is what I'll, you're I'll be teva. If one of us sees a, a movie about 1948 or 1967 or 1973, it's moving. Or yeah. 19, let's, let's throw in Entebbe. Let's but, throw in. Entebbe, the, the, the even better example. Entebbe is a better example. I would say Entebbe is mamish, almost nisim glui. Right, you see, you see, we feel a simcha and a, and a stoltz, you know, from, from what, what Amistro can do. The, and if you're, but the yeshivas have suppressed that. You know, and, I, I want to say, you know, even, it was Miami boys song, uh, boys were song, Victory and Tebby. Uh, you remember that one? Why well, I, I was very friendly at one time with the 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 maestro of of of, <laughs> of, of, of uh, the words and the song, the lyrics were uh, the planes are flying Bashamayim. Right, right, Bashamayim. Right. Yeah. Victory at Entebbe. Very good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the name? Rachmiel um, Begun. Yeah. Was you uh, was a. Uh, I was living. I was learning in yeshiva in Miami. I knew who those young voices were. They were uh, kids in the. That was very, they really still from Miami. Various. Yes. Uh, Begun and I spent often many hours uh, hanging out with each other. Right. Um, now, what I what I would just say that statistically, even. Um, the fact that they came out of Entebbe with the low amount of casualties that they did, three casualties, has there ever been a hostage uh, uh, situation that they came in with the guns bearing and the other guys had their guns shooting and you ended up with so little uh, casualties and death? That itself was a statistical anomaly that should have shown the Yad Hashem was there completely. I'm also going to throw in as another sign if you, if you, uh, there's, there's a, a very nice book. I didn't read much of it, but about all the different prime ministers, and they talk about Begin um, sending of the uh, of the uh, of the airplanes to bomb the uh, the nuclear reactor, and he it was a Paishvuas, I think it was, 
and they talk about how Begin was mispowled for them, and they were how they, they went under the radar. Um, it's really anybody with, with, with a scintilla of a regish has to has to feel something. And, and again, I say this because I've been by Reb Chaim Kanyeskerzegazunzain and by other Reb David Abuchatzera, and I see the way they hug and deal with the, the men in uniform. They they love the soldiers when you see that. You know, it, it's there's no sense of that the soldier is somehow the Gedele Yisrael have a yachas, the real Gedele Yisrael have a real yachas that's very, very positive. And more of those pictures, I'd rather should be presented to the Welt. Uh, you know, not just the pictures where he's talking about the size of a matzah. Um, let's, let's finish this up with a sort of a related topic. Um, you know, one of the issues that, that uh, is, is used to sort of bury Yomatzmaut is the fact that Yomatzmaut is uh, in direct uh, contradiction to Yemei Asfira. And um, therefore, um, uh, you know, how could a person uh, shave on, uh, uh, on Yom Atzmaut, before Yom Atzmaut, that it's the Simen Muvak, that it's a, it's a rejection of a Hanhoga that was embraced by all Klal Yisrael to be Nisabil over Talmud Rabbi Akiva, and therefore doing this. Uh, l- let's not talk about live music. Just the idea of, of being a Ben Eretz Yisrael and shaving and wearing big Dayantif and showing the other people in the street that you are uh, part of a Yom Simcha and a Yom Halil. Um, what's your feeling about that, Rabbi Yosef, about the I shaving? Don't, I, I don't think shaving should be permitted on Yom Atzimut. I don't think much may chastas on Yom Atzimut. If some people, I recently the past, were mako. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, even people who hold Yom Atzimut is a day of great uh, joy. Should not break sphere, even though sphere is a minute which is relatively late and but nevertheless, I, I think of it like um, my objection to people. I got a picture from one of my friends of him davening on Harabais, saying halal on Yom Ha'atzmut and Harabais. And of course, I'm opposed to going up to Harabais. I think it's the wrong thing. And I was thinking to myself, I could not say this to him because uh, he would just deny it. But is there no concept, is there no element of his natschus in uh, davening on Harabais, which is not necessarily a kosher part of Hodah La Kodesh Baruch And this is like uh, the, what I heard that we saw so long to many was, uh, was once asked to be matir eating on Yom Kippur for somebody who was in Sakona. And he said, I'll be it's mutter for him to eat, for sure. But I'm nervous. I'm, 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 I don't know if the term is nervous. I know exactly how he said it. But he was n- nervous about giving the psak because who knows, maybe in his heart he has a shemetz of Minus, meaning that he's going to get a geschmack because he's eating on Yom Kippur. He's not going to do it atzvus, but with a geschmack. And the same thing, if a person uses a vein. Are you talking about the cholera epidemic? No, no, no. Individual, private individual. You're talking about when when he was a kranke, when he was a shtickle, not well. No, no, he was asked by somebody. Okay. He was asked for a psak. He said, yeah, he said he should have eaten, he couldn't eat, but I'm nervous about it. Anyway, so the same thing here. You should not take, once you expand it, then you make it controversial. Just focus on, if you want to celebrate the day, focus on the day itself and don't try and expand it into other areas. Don't try and use it as a way to shave, as a way to, uh, music I can hear. If a person wants to be mocking music, 
not when it happens on Gimel Eor as opposed to Hey or I don't see what the answer is for that, but um, then maybe there is one. But in any event, the, the yeah, that music is an Isser in, in, in Shulchan Aruch all year round. I mean, right. it, it, it's Kvar Dosh I'm going to push back on you. I would say, you know, the, the Hanog of Shaving is probably less Chalmur than the hearing of music. Hearing by music. Yeah, and especially, I, let, let me let me just push back here. I know that this officially is me asking the Godel, but um, let me just, you know, Baniyas uh, Daiti, you know, I think COVID has changed a lot about, uh, you know, perhaps personal hygiene and shaving and what it meant. Um, it could be that this is going to be one of the benefits of COVID, that we're not going to be this idea, I got to be shaven. If I'm not shaven, I look all scraggly. Uh, and therefore, you know, I, I think that might have changed. The same way, you know, Kennedy, uh, by not wearing his hat at the inaugural, uh, put an end to hat wearing as the, the way. It could be the idea that you need to be so clean shaven if you're a person who doesn't grow a beard, doesn't really, it's not type of smokum anymore. It could be. But let's go back to a period where it was still considered being well-groomed, right? And we know that the heterim abounded for people to shave for business reasons. Yeah, but I don't think about bris shaves during this year. About bris? Yeah. About so bris which doesn't shave during sphere? No, so there's no better than about bris. For business reasons, the Rabbonim always gave heterim for shaving. Yeah, well, of course, where money is involved, they're heterim. <laughs> we but know that, right? But again, as you can see, it's meant to. Yeah, but I don't think about if a barbarian. So, just let me fear us, Rabbi Yosef. It's not about money. It's that if you come to this meeting unshaven, hmm, I don't know if I can deal with you. It's sort of like a patch and pun to the people around you. It isn't the shot, right? Like the words, I'm a frum guy. But the point is, I work in a business field. Everybody dresses buttoned down and they're shaven. And I walk in looking like this. So clearly my reason for shaving, Herzogheim, is not because I want to be me after myself. It's because I realized I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. Who are the Nami? If somebody is in and working for an institution and gets his bread buttered by such an institution and is part of it, then by not shaving, He's, in a way, not just endangering his job, but in a way, alienating the people around him. And therefore, it's going to cause some sort of issue. The same way the heter for shaving for Parnosa doesn't mean I'm not giving you that job. It means it, it's a chink in the armor. It starts a process where you are disconnected from the people around you that are your Parnosa. In the same way, if you're living in that community, and these are the people that are your Chaveirim, these are the people that babysit for you, and these are the people that are, are involved with you. To, 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 to not shave would be, in a way, challenging them and risking an alienation. And that's why I would say that if this is the community that you find yourself in, despite what you feel about Yom Ha'atzmut, then it probably makes sense to shave. What do you hold? I'm looking out at uh, one of these uh, websites. It says, Ramah writes, Mishu Baal Bris says, Baal Bris is a sandik and the uh, that's right. That's the, the Mishabur right there. The Sandik and the, the Avi, the Avi Aben, and the Moyo, and the Sandik. The Sharachua says the name of the Arizal not to shave at all of Shuas. All right, this is Igor, the Arizal said not to shave for Bismillah. All right, but this is again based on. But I would say that if somebody um, is in this, good, it could be Bakhlal, the whole thing is not played for Smokham anymore. But in a Tkufa, when it would be, when shaving was a simon of of, of COVID, 
of being connected and that every right so i think in that way there would be a, well, a, i would say the same thing we say about everything else the person really is doing it okay i'm saying in part of doing it in order to be miyuchid with this community that you are associating then that's okay and i think that that's I think that that's a le- legitimate. Again, a person has to really feel that this is something which is doing it completely shame shemaim, and not because there's well, it's definitely do. not to be miyafe himself. Yeah. It's definitely not because it's it's in order to stare uh, an ari that that's rovatzalov, and that believe me, we know what it is today to to put yourself in a situation behind a social eight ball, <laughs> the type of thing that could that could they really have a lot of manifestations. And again, the same way I used to see, I used to daven in above the Rishtibu, and it was the most hard tzedikah davening. And you know who was singing the most hard tzedikah? All these balabatim who were shaven. Yeah, They'd be yeah. sitting there singing the above of Nagunim, and it was geshmak. There was no sense of, this is yener, yener is amagulach. It, it really, it's almost like board, board, vi is the yid. You know, again, it, it's it really it, it really is, is is the type of thing that it's easy to make a lot out of. You know, saros is always din, unfortunately. You know? And maybe the dikno is different than the saros arosh. It's 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 unfortunate when that becomes issues that create fear at alavovas. Well, we definitely were uh, as you are uh, scraggling your be- scratching your beard here, like Rodan's thinker. Um, I would say in the same vein. I'm, I, I, I just have harata that we didn't uh, lock horns more, but uh, uh, a, 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 a very thoughtful hey ear to you, my friend, yeah, uh, on the Shabbos. We did a good job, I think, for the, you know, just like you were more the zam of your correspondent. Right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think just, I think I was channeling William Shatner there in uh, uh, Captain Kirk, another fine Montreal Jew. <laughs> when in, I think those line readings, I think William Shatner would have been proud of me. Take care, my friends. Um, live long and prosper, as, uh, as, as Spock would say. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.